Jalen's point of view. As Cora and I sat eating our absolutely delicious dinner, I'm surprised when I found the vibrates in my pocket. Having a vague idea about quit could be I removed my phone to see who was calling. The word Joe Sandman appeared on the screen, and I looked to Cora, knowing that I should really take this call. Who is it? Cora asks. Sandman, I say, watching as Cora's eyes widen a bit. Should I answer? Yeah, it seems important. I nod in answer to phone call, tapping my hand against my knee excitedly. I can't believe it happened so quickly. Mere moments after I answered the phone, Sandman's voice greets me. Hi, Jalen. How are you? I'm okay, young. How are you? Alright, if I do say so myself. I've been working on tracking Miss Bernadette down since you came by earlier, and I'm happy to say that I found her. Really? You're serious? As serious as a shark attack. I paused for a moment, wondering about how I should tell Sangman that what he just said I found it incredibly stupid, but I end up not needing to. That was dumb, sorry, he says, laughing. Anyway, we've gotten her address. I can text it to you and you and Cora can see her soon. When? Whenever you want. Now, if you'd like. Now? Right now? I can't make that happen. You always can, Jalen. I'll send you the address after you hang up. Thank you so much, Young. I say sincerely, knowing that this will make Cora's day, if not her life. Anytime, Jalen. Be seeing you. Bye. I hang up the phone to find Cora looking at me expectantly. She seems a bit worried as though maybe something bad has happened. What's going on? She asks me. We found her, Cora. I say. May I make the decision not to say who just yet? I want her to ask. Who? Unfortunately, it doesn't take a long for her to ask who it is. She ruins my fun sometimes, in all honesty. Your mother, Cora, your mother, I say. Immediately, her eyes widen and she sits forward, getting closer to me. My mother? You're serious? Yeah, I reply. Simon's going to send me her dress in a minute. We can go see her now. My gosh, Jalen, thank you. I thought she was still in jail. I thought, I thought I'd never see her again. She stands up and locates her bag, then looks to me. Do you still have to pay for dinner? I tell her, just hang on a moment, okay? Uh, right, sorry. She replies, sitting back down. I'm just really excited. It's fine, I reassure her, then track down our waitress the moment I see her. Uh, excuse me, but can we get the check, please? And quickly, something came up and we have to leave. Yeah, of course, she responds then quickly dashes away. It takes only a minute for her to come back with the check, and I pay for the meal before Cora can even think to protest. In five minutes, we are back in the car. Sangman had sent me the text while we were waiting to leave, so I quickly plugged the address into my GPS before I start driving. Cora looks like she's going to burst from excitement. I'm surprised she hasn't started crying yet, but I know that I'll see that soon enough. As soon as she sees her mother again, she's going to collapse. It will probably be pretty awkward for me, but I'll make do. Twenty minutes of driving turned into thirty with the traffic of Seoul, but we do eventually end up at the apartment building that Jessica Bernetti resides in. Cora practically leaps from the car, excitedly shifting her weight from foot to foot as she waits for me to join her. She takes my hand and we walk together into the building and through the lobby to an elevator. We enter and I hit the button labeled with a four. The elevator is rather fast and we arrive on the floor in question very quickly. What room is it? Huh? Cora asks me. 
looking at me with a kid in a candy store expression. 465. I reply with a smile, reading the sign that directs patrons to their room numbers. Cora dashes off to the right drop without me. <laughs> Wait! I call after her, laughing as I run to keep up with my incredibly overexcited girlfriend. In fact, she gets so excited that she runs right past the cool room in question. At the end of the hallway, she turns around and looks back at me with a confused expression. I'm standing in front of room number 465 with a smile on my face. Cora hangs her head in mock shame as she walks slowly back to me. I put my arm around her and smile again. Happy for her. Tears are beginning to form in her eyes and I realize that she must have felt like this when I came back to Bankton. It's been 13 years since Cora has been seen her mother and that must have taken a huge toll on her. Now, I feel as though I'm going to see her at her roots, just like she saw me. Well, are you going to knock? I ask. She nods, then slowly reaches forward with an outstretched arm. She knocks three times and drops her hand to her side. For about 30 seconds, nothing happens. Cora decides to knock again and does so. At that point, I hear a bit of commotion on the other side of the white door. Few footsteps make their way in our direction, and then I hear the rushed fumbling sounds of locks being undone. Noticing the people in the door, I realize that Cora's mother must have looked through and saw her. She had recognized her daughter after 13 years of absence, and that's truly a beautiful thing. The door swings inward and a beautiful middle-aged woman stands behind it. Her hair is a light brown and it's braided to the side. Her eyes are blue and she stands at about Cora's height, if not a little bit taller. Her face is beginning to show signs of wrinkling, but it does not do much to lessen her beauty. She also has a rather smooth complexion, and given that she's Caucasian, she's understandably pale. She's wearing a blue t-shirt and jeans with white socks, and her nails are painted a deep cobalt blue. It seems as though she had no plans to leave the house today. Inside the apartment, I can hear the sound of a TV, but I don't know what program it could be broadcasting. I'm understandably nervous, as I'm finally going to meet Cora's only living family. It's a bit strange, though, because Cora has yet to meet my family. The entire point of meeting a partner's family in Korea is because the couple has the intent to get married. But that stigma doesn't necessarily carry over to American culture. I don't know what will Cora's mother think. I realize at the point that Cora's mother's opinion will probably be pretty good, given that I am the reason she's seeing her daughter again. And judging by her actions, she's incredibly happy to see her daughter. As soon as her mother lays eyes on us, both she and Cora burst into tears. I take a step to the side as Mrs. Abernathy embraces her daughter wordlessly, slowly turning from side to side and choking out totally incoherent sentences all the while. They stand there for two or three minutes while I awkwardly stand to the side, not knowing what to do. Finally, Mrs. Abernathy breaks away from her daughter and looks at me. Who might you be? She asks me in English. I'm sure she speaks Korean, but her mind is probably not in the most stable state. I know mine wasn't when I was reunited with Bankton. I don't blame her, and instead I try my best to respond in her native language. I'm Park German, your daughter's boyfriend. I manage, after a bit of thought. I'm pretty sure that's right, anyway. Oh, did I ask in English? I'm sorry about that. Miss Abernathy says, speaking in Korean now. But you're Park German, are you? We have a lot of things to talk about, the three of us. Please, come inside. I nod. Though I'm not quite sure what Miss Abernathy means, I follow inside her with Cora behind me. 
We enter a rather well-decorated apartment. It's got a more wooden and modern temporary approach of the design, with dark wooden floors, velcro paintings, and a lot of home accents all over the place. It's interesting and not what I expect from a single adult woman, but I appreciate it. We are led over to the living room where we take a seat next to each other on the couch, while Miss Abernathy sits in a chair opposite us. Then, the interrogation begins. So, how did you two get out? She asks, brushing her hands against her thighs as she speaks. I look to Cora to give an explanation, but she just rolls her eyes. I did it last time, she says. I sigh and proceeded to tell the whole story start to finish. Cora occasionally interjects, but I total and most of the story. All the while, Mr. Bernadette just nods, smiling, or makes the occasional hmm noise. Things seems to go well. When I'm finished speaking, Mr. Bernadette is rather surprised. I was shot you? She says to Cora. Yeah, I mean, he had reason. I was trying to escape. I'm so happy you're out of that horrible place, Cora. I really am. What are you doing now? Uh, can that wait? I want to know what happened to you. The company said that you were arrested and in prison. You're lying. In a way, I mean, I was arrested, but I only ever spent a night or two in that prison. I was arrested for a bit of grave theft. I pickpocketed a couple of people and I got caught. The thing is though, I did it on purpose. I was hoping to try and get out of with me, but I realized pretty quickly that it wasn't going to happen. Your father and I were some of the best agents of the company had, and they weren't going to lose you for anything. For all these years, I've been monitoring them. I could show you now, but I have a whole computer full of data on the complex. I was waiting for you to be given the position of field agent, so I could intercept you on one of your missions, I guess. I don't need to do that anymore, though. You got yourself out of there. I mean, Jimin helped, Cora says, looking to me. Sure, I did, I say, drawing it out sarcastically, then looking at Tomasa Bernadi, I say, I was pretty much a burden the entire time. But he was the reason I had any desire to live, so that counts. Yes, Jimin, I've seen stuff on the news about you, but I never knew that Kura was the one who broke you out. Yeah, we have been trying to keep her out of the eyes of the media, especially because we are a couple. It would make things really weird. Hmm, I'm sure there'd be accusations of Stockholm Syndrome flying left and right. She smiles. I understand your motive. There probably would have been, I agree. Fans would have a hard time accepting the fact that we are dating. Well, you two will have to come out with it eventually, but that's your decision to make. Anyway, Cora, about my earlier question, what are you doing now? Where do you live? I'm, um, I'm living with Jimin and the rest of the Bankton right now, Cora says. I sleep on the couch and do work around the house, but my plan is to get a job in my own place soon. I won't have to keep bothering them. You don't bother them at all, Cora. I say, everyone at the dorm loves her. I'm sure they do, but Cora sleeping on a couch? Jimin, I have an extra bedroom here and I'm not too far from your dorm, am I? You two could visit each other all the time. Are you saying what I think you are saying? Cora asks. Yes, I want you to move in with me, Cora. I've been out of your life for 13 whole years. 
I want to catch up with you. I want to spend time with my daughter before she throws herself into the world of work. I understand if you don't want to, but I would really love if you would. What do you think? Cora looks at me and I know the answer. Go for it, I say, smiling. I visit a lot. Thank you, Jamil, Cora says, giving me a hug. It's not because I don't love you or that I'm not thankful for a place to say. I just, I know, Cora. I would have done the same thing if I were you. I want you to be happy, and if this makes you happy, then this is what you should do. I love you, and whether or not you live with me, I isn't going to change that. Truly, you're the best. Cora says with a smile, and I also smile looking at her. We have to go get your stuff, right? I say, yeah, we do. And you've got some good advice to say, right? No, I've got some see you waivers to say. I'm not ditching Bankton for anything. No, you're not. Not even if you wanted to. I don't want to, that's the point. Yeah, I guess so. Let's go then. Okay, mom, we'll be back in a couple of hours. All right, Cora, see you soon. It was nice meeting you, Jimin. Thank you, Mr. Burnaby. It was nice meeting you too. Call me Jess. <laughs> I will. With that, I take Cora's hand and we head back to the dorm.